Hi, this is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. I want to reach to you a quote from uh, uh, Milton Friedman. Milton Friedman, uh, uh, F-R-I-D-M-A-N. This is what he says. I'm going to say it at least three times. So if you want to write it down, I think this will be a great one for you to uh, share with your teams and even talk about it. It is pretty, uh, I mean, it's deep enough for you to dig on it for quite a while. Here we go. Here's uh, Here's the quote. The inconvenient often becomes the vehicle through which the impossible becomes the inevitable. I want to read for you again. If you're writing this down, I'm going to say it two more times. I'll come back to that. The inconvenient often becomes the vehicle through which the impossible becomes the inevitable. So let me give it uh, some legs here and then come back to that. The inconvenient. Right now, everything we're doing is inconvenient. At one time, Zoom felt like it was quite convenient, but that, even that is looking inconvenient now. Uh, FaceTime and all those things, the inconveniences of those are growing on us. So the inconvenient often becomes the vehicle through which the impossible becomes the inevitable. One more time. The inconvenient often becomes the vehicle through which the impossible becomes the inevitable. So that is the times that we're living in. That is how we have to see ourselves, even those inconvenient and what used to be impossible has now become inevitable. What used to be impossible is how we're going to develop leaders when we can see them and can feel them and we can feed them, when we can have uh, a camaraderie with them, when we can touch them and we can hug them, when we can pour into them on a physical basis. How do we do social distancing and at the same time engage them into uh, society as, as well. So that is the challenge. But as, as Milton Friedman does say, however inconvenient it is, however impossible it is, it becomes the inevitable. Because when you take people's choices away and scarcity happens, scarcity crea- creates the kind of, uh, kind of innovation that is needed in our lives. So this is what I'm seeing all over the world. Every, almost every team I know had been innovating over the last few weeks in delivering online experiences and pastoral care and, and to the best of their ability. However, and uh, please put the word however in all caps, however, human nature being what it is, it turns pioneers into settlers. I'm seeing that already. In the last few weeks, I've seen people who are pioneering and now they are settling into their pioneer. And the new ways of thinking often become our behaviors and habits. That's right. They become our habits. And as a leader, do not settle. Do not settle. Keep leading your teams to keep leaning into new opportunities, new thinking, new future. And I'm just calling that Research. I think last time, last week when we talked about it, we talked about how people keep saying when we go back, the new normal, the new abnormal, whatever terminology you're using, I'm using the word research. When we research, you got to keep innovating. But I'm already seeing human nature settling in. 
And, and what used to be the exciting, innovative thing of how are we going to do this weekend? How are we going to do pastoral care? What are we going to do Monday through Saturday? Is kind of becoming the new norm and the new habit. And I want to say to you that if we don't keep leaning into the movement, we'll become, we were pioneers just a few weeks ago, and now we're going to become settlers. The other thing that I want to uh, bring up to you is that I keep hearing this word, uh, a statement that uh, we will never go back or when we go back. And my question to you is, what does back mean? What does back mean? If you were to go back, how would you be different from now? Uh, let me give you some ways to think about that. And then I want to talk briefly about leadership development with that background. How will you be different in your what you're paying attention to? How are you going to be different in your staffing, uh, volunteer or paid your personnel? How are you going to be different in your money? How are you going to dif be different with your usage and stewardship of your facilities? How are you going to be different with technology? Uh, how are you going to be, what are you going to be measuring? How are you going to be using data? Right now, we are living and breathing on data. This many people reached, this many people viewed. And so, so all of these things are going back. And what does back mean? We don't know, but we do need to think about if we were to go back, what would be different? So let's talk about leadership development for a moment. And then, Nicola, we can get into, into questions. So there are two aspects. There's development and there's training. There's development and there's training. Training focuses on a task. Development focuses on a person. Development is about their ethos of your organization. Development is about culture. Development is about vision. Development is about where you're going. Development is about who you are. Development are your organizational behaviors. Training is what we do, how we do it, where we do it, who you do it with, communication structures, requisition structures, reporting structures, admin structures, uh, personnel. That is training. Development is about the person. Training is about the task. Now, in the COVID days that we are living in, I don't think you have to make a choice between the two. But I do know this, that I've seen a lot of people who are over-trained and underdeveloped. So that simply means that they could do the task, but they didn't know how to deal with people. They had no social skills. They, were, they, they took a, a small issue, made it you know, a big issue. They didn't know how to resolve conflict. They didn't know how to get along with others. They didn't know how to speak nicely. Yeah, that's a good word. Just be nice. <laughs> they, they had problem being nice. They let their inner tensions relate to the surface. Those are development issues. And unless you develop people, all the training you're going to give them is going to be for naught. So this is not a chicken and egg question. This is a question of the horse and the cart. What comes first? Development, the person, and then the training that goes along with that. Uh, I, I like, I like uh, good, a good piece of beef fillet. A good filet mignon, you know, I, I really like a good steak, a good steak. But you know, a good steak does not start in the chef's kitchen. A good steak starts on the farm. You can't get a good steak from a bad cow. And a lot of times, 
we forget the difference between development and training. We are, most churches have people who are overtrained and underdeveloped. Let me just say one last thing, and Nicola, then we can go to your questions. Do you not have people in your churches? If you give them a task to do, they do it on time, under budget. You never have to remind them. It gets done. However, the same people in the process of accomplishing the task also run over people, hurt people's feelings, create more problems for you, create more conflict for you. And you end up defending them. You say things like, you know how he is. He's really passionate about that. And you know how she is. She doesn't meet any harm. These are people who are overtrained and underdeveloped.